You know, we do this every single time. I start talking before, but welcome to the Protectors Podcast. We will save all the banter for now when we can actually yeah. talk. But I have Ama Adair is back. Every time I have yeah. thriller authors on, I always have to have Ama. Hey, hey, I'm okay with that. Let's, let, let's keep this going. This is exciting. Exactly. And we have returning guest, Taylor Moore. And this is great. To this be back. Is so now, now that you're returning as a bona fide, like books are in the, you know, the bookstores, it that must be like the, the coolest feeling in the world, man. And now you're on your second one, but seriously, that first the one. Third. Let's talk about that. This is the third. Uh, Ricochet is the third, and I'm about to turn in my fourth. How did I miss one? You missed one. Like you missed Firestorm somehow. I don't know. How did I miss that? The last it, time we talked, was it was your first your book? fault. No, it wasn't your fault. Uh, oh, things that got a little crazy. There was some yeah, transitional okay. uh, stuff going on at the time, and so so it, it wasn't your fault. Just so you know, it was a trans a period of transition, and uh, and some things got uh, oh, man. Some things like, got missed. I'll leave it at that. But we're, let's we're just good. say that hey, welcome back to the Unprofessional Protectors <laughs> Podcast. Mm -hmm. No, because I remember like when you first came on, it was like your first book, and it was like wow, cool, man. But now your third book. Let's say your third, third book. book yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, the craziest part I think now is uh, people, you know, I get emails and, you know, social media, you know, from ev everywhere all over. And uh, the funniest part now is, is all the places that, the, that I find the book, you know, people send me pictures. And so here's, you know, Firestorm was my second, you know, so I'm, I'm getting here, here's a CVS in Connecticut or, you know, some little general store in Montana or somewhere in, in Canada or something. So it's fun. That's probably one of my favorite things um, to see because I, you know, and in the airports, that's that's the great one because when I went to you know Thriller Fest, I'm flying up there, and I remember the first time I ever went up there, thinking, "Can I actually do this?" I was going to Craft Fest, just trying to learn, trying to see if I could find an agent. And you know, y'all, every writer stops in a bookstore to kind of look and see what's out there. And now my my paperbacks are always out there before I go to New York, and I'm like. I remember when I was just wondering if I could do this and now my, my book's everywhere. So it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. I'll be honest. And you know, that that's the great. other, Oh, Ama, you know, just jump right in there. You're, you're done <laughs> co-hosting. No, I'm just kidding. Can't help it. Can't help it. No, Cause that's good. what we're talking about. Cause Ama was talking about the fest and stuff. So I'm going to let her talk about it. Cause yeah. I think she kind of ran into you. So let me meet. Yeah, this. absolutely. Oh, no, it's like it, I, I saw that thriller fest in 2018 was your first one, which is fun. Cause that was mine too. And you know, uh, you were there this year, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was like we crossed paths, but we didn't get a chance to talk. But like you were talking about going through the airports, you know, we all have that compulsion to even like walk into all the bookstores and see what's going on. And that video you posted where you took your book and put it in front of Don Bentley's, that was pretty entertaining. Did Don actually get back to you and, you know, comment so, about you overtaking him? You know, so Don and I, Don and I are good friends and just just back to Thriller Fest and, and, and just to do a quick, Thriller Fest commercial. Um, Thriller Fest has meant everything for me. Craft Fest. I, I, I was. I attended Craft Fest in 2018. I came back this year as a teacher at Craft Fest. So I, I did a class, and uh, just to go from that span to to being the guy just out there taking copious notes to being the one up at the, um, you know, giving the talk was pretty cool. 
Uh, but Don, so Don, again, I, I became Don uh, friends with Don uh, back when he was a debut author. And, uh, and we gravitated toward each other because he's FBI and I was CIA. And we had that sort of mutual thing of two guvies, uh, you know, writing, uh, writing our books, you know. And, of course, Don had, had, you know, just started. Now he's huge, you know. And, um, but, yeah, Don, Don, well, Don and I have a lot of fun. We've got a good group that uh, has come together at Thriller Fest. I've made a lot of good friends, you know, uh, Simon Gervais, uh, Connor Sullivan, and uh, just a bunch of those guys. I'm, I'm missing a few, but uh, but but we all text Shane and do all that kind of stuff, and just it's constant teasing and having fun. And uh, and yeah, I remember seeing you at Thriller Fest this year, and I'm sorry we didn't get to talk. I, I, Thriller Fest, it's so weird because you see so many. I'm like, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, and then you just like you like you have ten people in between that person, you just never get over there. So sorry we didn't get to hang out, but uh, but that's that's Thriller Fest for you, right? That's just how it is. It's the nature yep. of the beast. Yep, and that's that's kind of one of the best things about it is the fact that the community does get along so well, and I I, I think we all just like the opportunity to go and nerd out with like-minded yep. individuals, and so yep. you know if anybody who's a fan of the genre, kind of continuing the Thriller Fest slow train here is like go. It's a yeah. blast. Yeah, like, it it, it, it really is. Cool kids. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't I can't speak highly enough. And and it, it, you'll be totally exhausted. You'll go from eight in the morning till one o'clock in the morning, or what? I mean, it, it's just an insanity. But it's it's such a good event. It is. So I mean, how how was that feeling though of going from doing the craft fest to now being an instructor, being a panelist, and being the people, the person that's there signing the books. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's strange, um, and and it's all relative because you know you you know you it's fun, it's neat, but then you know of course you know Brad Thor's is here, and so you're just you know basking in the glory of you know of guys like that. So uh, it it all it still humbles you. You're still humbled when you're there, but but it's cool. Now I'm not gonna lie, it's really neat to think you know where you start from and and where you you know to get from that point to that point, and it's a lot better. I, in some ways, I, you know, it's it's one of those things like people say, you know, uh, it, it, like it was more fun at that level. It, it was more fun when I go to Thriller Fest now. It's work, man. You know, I'm going down and you know meeting people, and I'm going down to Harper College, you know, to our offices, and and it's all great. But man, I'm like rushing, 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 and I sort of do miss those days when you're a little more anonymous and you just sort of like met people and hung out and said, let's go to the bar and have a beer kind of a thing. And, um, and, and so but it's a transition, but it's fun, but it's, it's work now. I did craft fest and I hosted a panel and, and did all that stuff. And, and I enjoy that. I, you know, I like public speaking and I, and I love being out there and, and, and all that. So it's fine by me, but it's, it's, a, it's work. It is work. And, uh, so it, it's changed, but it's fun to be the guy signing the books. I'll, I'll, I like being on that end of the table too, but, but I, I'm, I'm the guy I'm, I'm still, I'm still nerding out too. When I see guys like, again, like, like Brad Thor, I'm like, I'm going there trying to meet him and, and I'm excited to see Jay box or whoever it is that's there that time. And so I get to still nerd out a little bit and, um, and just geek out on, on, on my heroes. Well, you know, between your skill set, my skill set, I'm thinking maybe next thriller fest, we can find a way to make you, disappear for a little while so that way you can go and do whatever you want for a little bit we'll come up with plausible deniability you're off doing there important things somewhere but we can make that happen there you go we we, we really need to plan ahead that's the bottom <laughs> line because when you just leave it to the the mercy of uh of thriller fest yeah you get a lot gets lost in there and you just it, it's just mayhem but but good yeah. mayhem <laughs> Yeah, but you got a third book coming out, so yeah. we got to yeah. get through this. You, you got to have the, all the accolades and all the glory of your third book. So, you know, you want to talk about Ricochet? 
Yeah, I'll, let me talk about Ricochet. So, um, yeah, so this one, I, I, we, I laugh because, <laughs> like I said, this is my first. Uh, so this here's the arc. I literally pulled down uh, the arc a minute ago, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta wrap my head around that story again because I'm about to have to start talking about it because I'm about to hand in book four, and and as most writers you know people that read don't know the lead time that it's two years in advance that you're doing these books and then they come out again and you got to throw yourself back into it. i was like what was this one about so so i'm i'm uh, i had to get back into it but i'm excited about ricochet i think it's going to be a fun one it, you know it's part of a series so uh I, and i always try to um i apologize if i'm being overly vague but i never want to give too much away in a thriller because you know that's why we read them to to keep the pages turning to find out what happens so i'm going to treat, try to be as vague as i can but uh, a couple of books leading up to this story garrett cole uh, my protagonist of course former special forces uh dea um he's through a through a certain set of circumstances and events gets involved with the cia and he ends up on this sort of task force that he's working on. And, um, and so book three, so Ricochet kind of starts out with him. He owes a lot of favors and he's paying these off. And so he sort of finishes up to his, his debt to the CIA and, and all he wants to do is go back home. He wants to, he, he's, he has a big ranch on the Texas high plains that his family has had for generations. Uh, he's got a woman he's in love with. He's got an, a newly adopted son. He just wants a normal life. Uh, unfortunately for Garrett, uh, I can't let that happen because that's the end of my writing career. So he's he's got to have these problems that come up. And he does. So he's just trying to do his own thing. And he gets sort of mutually uh, introduced to a mutual friend who is in trouble. And it, it turns out that there's this person working an engineer at a nuclear weapons plant. Uh, and for those of for those people out there thinking that this sounds too unrealistic, Texas High Plains nuclear weapons plant. We have Pantex here, uh, and it's actually not far from where Garrett's ranch is in the book. Uh, Pantex, the, uh, it's an assembly and disassembly uh, of nuclear weapons facility that's right here in the Texas Panhandle. And because of that, we have a lot of stuff going on that people, most people don't know about, um, you know, between counterintelligence and, uh, and the people that guard these weapons. A lot of special operations people, former special ops guys that are down here working contract, doing the, the sort of paramilitary squads that guard these things and uh, you know as they're being shipped around the country and so or around the world in some cases but uh but anyhow so uh so i, I sort of start with that premise and, and this guy comes in and lets garrett know that know that he's being blackmailed and i don't want to get too much into that because i want to let the reader do it but garrett basically says look dude this isn't what i do however i know people that can handle this let me let me get in, in touch so, so he does that. In the meantime, some things sort of pop up where he is sort of thrown into the action, and uh, and the more and more this this starts starts to unfold, he starts to think this isn't just a simple, uh, you know, somebody trying to get information about nuclear weapons. Something might be going down, and it might be really bad. And um, and so, anyhow, he sort of gets involved in the investigation and part and and part of this and. And, and and again, I won't uh, get much beyond that. But but if you read the cover of the book, you'll find out uh, Garrett ends up. He doesn't have you know access to his CIA team, his special ops guys, or whatever. He has to pull from what he has, and that's sort of this ragtag crew of criminals, uh, a couple of which he'd put in jail, uh, that are back in, in the Texas Panhandle, and uh, and, and they, they may not be uh, trained. Um, you know, like, you know, people that he's used to, but they're, they're deadly. They're, they're, uh, these guys kind of have their own set of skills that, 
uh, from the drug trade or from whatever they've been doing that that uh, makes them deadly. And so he pulls them into his team and sort of sort of forms his posse, if you will. And I and I always try to it for people that know my series. It's sort of a modern western mixed with an operator thriller. And so I try to take elements of the old west and modernize them. So so this one, another a, a fun element for me, and I wanted to bring this in, you know, and and um, is the um, the idea of the train. When we think of, of Westerns, there's always, you know, a train robbery or something. Well, people are going to, again, think I'm making this up. But when you when you read Ricochet, just Google white train, Pantex, white train. So we used to, so people don't know this, but there used to be a train and it was painted white. And it was like an old timey, like what you'd think of back in the old West when they would have these sort of armored rail cars uh, transporting gold across the country. They used to do this with nuclear weapons. And so I thought, and there's a museum where you can go look at them. And I thought, man, what if they were doing that again? What if it was on the sly? You know, what if they, you know, because now it's all by semi, but there's lots of problems with that. And I build that in the story. What if they started doing this again, but it was all covert and somebody found out about this? What would that look like? What would a battle between, um, you know, guys trying to get on these trains? You know, so I, again, I go back to the old Butch Cassidy and Sundance and and I just modernize it, use modern weapons and techniques and tactics and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, I think it makes for a really fun story. And uh, like, you know, Downrange and Firestorm, um, uh, it, it's a thriller, but it's it's so much more. It's, it's about family. It's about drama. It's about, uh, you know, love and loss and all these different things that um, that I think make for a compelling a, a compelling story and, and characters that you're going to want to follow through a series. So I don't know, does that sum it up uh, pretty good without overly giving you too much to where you're like, you just told me the whole story? You had me at ragtag group of criminals that were yeah. working with them. I was like, I was already invested. So everything else was just icing on the top. I'm just trying to unpack everything. I'm writing notes. I'm like scribbling all my notes down here. I'm like, oh, there's so many questions I could ask now. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's fun. And, you know, the ragtag criminals, it's, uh, you know, people tell me, so it, it's some of them. And I always tell people, if you, when you start with downrange, pay attention to the smallest characters because they'll come back in a major way. And I do that in every single book. Sometimes I'll mention a person once and I'll bring them back as a major character. And, you know, for the ragtag group, you know, for people that have read downrange or, or in firestorm, if they're watching this, they'll know who I'm talking about. But, but one of the characters in particular uh, is, is become a, a reader favorite. And, um, and it's kind of funny, uh, just a, a sort of an anecdote for, for, for writers or readers or whoever. But um, I remember my, my first editor, David Highfield, who was, you know, legend in the business. He's, he's since retired, but he's the guy that started Jack Reacher and all that. When I started with this, this, this character that was kind of a bad guy, he, uh, he said, I didn't think this was going to work, but man, it, you really pulled it off. And I was like, well, if you didn't think it was going to work, you should have said something. But, you know, I guess that's the level of faith they put in their writers, which is which is good because it did work out. But uh, but anyhow, so so the ragtag stuff is fun to write because I think everybody loves a, a comeback story. And and, uh, and so I've got a few of those in there. I dig the idea, like when you brought up about the nuclear arms driving around a country, because the weirdest thing happened to me like once I was driving from here to Georgia to go to the good old fashioned law enforcement, federal law enforcement training center. And I was taking, I was just taking a regular main road and all of a sudden it's like 3 a.m. And they closed the highway down just to move something across the highway. And then all of a sudden all these armored vehicles are coming up and a big tractor trailer. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get around this thing. And it was incredible convoy. And I remember I was taking back roads and because I had out of state plates, there was locals everywhere. And one of them pulled me over. As a guy, where are you going to? I'm like, I'm going to Georgia. Because okay, take care. 
but it was like that quick because they're just looking for anything like out of the ordinary. But these convoys are incredible. And if you've ever seen video footage people take, like the cell cam, the cell phone stuff, it's really cool concept. And then we put in Texas into this whole concept, which is very cool. So did you get a chance to take a look at some of these convoys and kind of get a kind of a grasp, like not really going to divulge any TTPs or anything like that, but anything open source? So I did. Yeah. So if you go into YouTube, you're right. You can find some fun videos of that kind of stuff. And if I remember, and again, this was, you know, probably two years ago when I was doing the research, I remember maybe a few people kind of got pulled over like you, like, why are you videotaping kind of a deal? And, you know, that gets into all those, we've all seen those videos or whatever, but, um, but no, I, I think that stuff is interesting. One good thing before I, um, you know, of course I'm former CIA and I, I, I was a defense contractor and, and, and did that stuff. But, but when I, before I moved up here, I actually, uh, interviewed for a counterintelligence counterterrorism position with Pantex. So I was able to go on, at least go on campus there and, and do the interview. So I had a, an idea and a little bit of a feel for, uh, what it looked like and, and kind of how people act and all that. And, um, so I had, I had at least some sort of on the ground knowledge of, of, of have, having been there, although at a very limited capacity. And when you live here, I've lived in the Panhandle for, uh, about 10 years. And, um, it's a, it's, it, it, you're, you won't be surprised to hear that it's very hush hush, very locked down. Nobody really talks about what they do. And, and that's a good thing, but you hear stories every now and then you'll hear like a little enough stories to sort of, uh, sort of put a few things together or, or you might say something and, and people will give you like a funny look, like you just stumbled onto something or, you know, and, and, and so it, it's, it's wild. It's a wild scene. So yeah. And you'll see the description I have for Texas. It's um, I'll be honest when you drive, you can drive by the facility. I mean, you can't stop, but it's creepy, man, because it's uh, it looks like, and I describe it in the book. It's, it's like a cross between a military base and a federal uh, supermax prison. And there's a new headquarters building that they just built, and it is creepy. It is a thing like uh, spy movies are made out of because it's like this weird building. It's all flat, the flattest plains you have ever seen. It's like the old Wild West. All of a sudden, they put like the NSA building, you know, that black, weird NSA building. It's, it's kind of, it's not exactly like, but it, it, it's like all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere. So if you had no idea, you would be, what did I just stumble upon? And and, uh, and I don't recommend, you know, people getting out or trying to take pictures or look at it because you will be met with um, you will be met with people that don't want, want you to do Thanks. that. I haven't Thanks, done that, Dale. but I've, yeah, I've seen. Thanks. I'm going to be on the road now. Next time I go to Texas, I'm going to be looking for like the uh, the southern version of Area 51. So we'll call it like yeah. Area 52 or something. I'll be out there taking pictures. And I think it's, oh, yeah, there's that Piccolo guy again. We saw him in Area 51. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be back again. Yeah. So, uh, so no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend getting on their list, but I, it, it's a fun place to set a book. Uh, and, and I used a lot of my imagination. I pieced together open source stuff with, you know, some things I'd heard and then some things I'd even heard. I, I just change it because well, it's, it's a book. It's, it's meant to be fun. And, and I, I never want to give away any TTPs or anything. That's not the point of what I do. The point of what I do is entertainment, you know? And, uh, and so I think people can be entertained without knowing every detail and, um, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun things going on in the world right now, particularly in our country with the UAP stuff, they're having these hearings and all that. I think people are kind of interested, right? You're like, what don't we know about what our government is doing? And, uh, and so again, I, I, as far as I know, everything's pretty, it, it's, it's what you would think it's, it, you know, they're, they're working on nuclear weapons there. I mean, it's so literally the, like the most sensitive thing we could, you know, do in the world, the most destructive 
weapons in the world are literally in that facility. Uh, so you can imagine the uh, the security and all the measures that go to um, you know to, pre- to protect those things and the people that work there. But uh, but I, I, I you know I use my writer mind to to poke some holes into the infrastructure and uh, and I let the the fun unfold from there. So that does beg the question, you know, like you have these cool experiences, you've seen these cool things and exposed to this. So, you know, does fiction draw from reality or is, you know, what, what's feeding the inspiration here? I think a little of both, right? I mean, I think <clears throat> people always ask me like, well, how do you come up with the ideas for your stories? And as I said, I don't, I don't think everybody does this. Probably somebody does this, but I like concepts. I think of a concept of what I think would be cool to see. Uh, and I'm weird. I'm one of those weird, I, I love history and I love, you know, uh, military history. And I, and I always think like, you know, weird scenarios. Like I was like, what if you took Genghis Khan and the Mongols and put them against, you know, Quanta Parker and the Comanches and you could like put them together and see what, who would win the, you know, so I, I'm a big fan of like hardcore history and Dan Carlin. I don't know if you guys follow that. I love that kind of stuff. And so for me as a writer, I get to do it now because so, you know, if you re- read downrange, I think, what if you took this former operator, you know, Garrett Cole, like Green Beret fought in Afghanistan and Iraq and put him on a horseback and with a with an M4 and he had to fight the cartels. Like, what would that look like? Well, you know, and and, and so I, I, set, I put it in this Western setting. That's I mean, again, it's, it's I, I think people will think this isn't real, but it is because I've been all over this, you know, this wild west out here. And, um, and, and I know the kind of characters because I've, I've worked with them. I was working in oil and gas and, and so I I put all these people together. So to me, it's like a concept and, or, you know, so I've got a former 160th pilot, a night stalker who who flies a little bird or, you know, former little bird pilot. Um, so he's the helicopter guy and what would, and he owns a bar and he's drunk half the time. And, you know, what would this drunk helicopter pilot, you know, that gets thrown into the mix? Like, what would this guy be? You know, so to me, it's just a, a lot of fun to have these concepts and put them together. So, again, the, the white train, when I saw that, I was like, somehow this has got to fit into a story. So I sort of built a story around the white train because, again, this is Old West, man. This is like the old armored rail car where people are fighting out of it and people are trying to take it over. And uh, to me, it was just too cool and too much fun. So. Um, so I think I kind of start with the reality and, and, and sort of build the, the fiction around it. I have to applaud you. I, I think some of the best stories start with a what if. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what all stories are. But to be able to just take it and run with it and not be constrained by paradigms. It's like I love the idea of a modern Western and not many people are doing that, especially yeah. not in the thriller community. So, yeah. yeah. What's that reception been like? It's been wonderful. Um the strange thing, uh, there's always some ironies, you know, and, and I'm, you know, former CIA, you know, contract military intelligence and all that. So I thought, and, and I love guns. I love, I mean, you know, I thought I was writing for like the the Jack Carr crowd, the Don Bentley crowd. You know, I thought I was writing for this, but the, the vast majority of the uh, feedback that I get is from, I would say, women ages 50 to 70 or 40 to 70. Um, I do a lot of female uh, like book clubs. Um, I think because there's so much like family and and you know drama built into the story that it's not just it's got the guns and it's got all the the bombs and explosions and all the stuff that that those readers of the Jack Carr stuff or the the Don Bentley stuff or you know they're 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 gonna like it. 
but it's got so much more because it's got the family, it's got the kid, it's got and people. I talked to a a, a guy yesterday on the phone, and uh, he was a fan, but he's he's a famous like comic book guy, and uh, and so we you know connected through social media, but he loved the book series, and um, and he even said you know because there's a kid, I get in the point of view of a kid, and he's like, no, you know, normally I'm not like super into it, but but I wanted to see what this kid's gonna do. I want to see what um what he's going to do with his life. And, and so I, I try to write characters that people are invested in and I'll, I'll give this little piece you didn't ask, but I, I you know, I did, I give this at Thriller Fest. Um, when I first started writing, I went to uh, the library and I just got stacks of books, you know, and I would just sit there and read, you know, the, you know, all the people that we read and, uh, and they're always good books. They're great books and great, you know, well-written but the question I always ask myself, you know, I could read 100, 150 pages and then I just put the book down. And I, I, I was asking myself, I was like, I should, why, why could I do that? You shouldn't be able to read 150 pages of a book and put it down. And what I realized is I wasn't invested in the characters. And so when I set out to write the series, I really made a concerted effort to make, to have characters that people are going to want to get to the, get, start the book. And they're not going to be able to put it down. Cause they're going to be like, I got to make sure this kid's okay. I got to make sure Garrett's okay. I got to make sure this, you know, other person, you know, I, I wanted to really have that buy-in from readers. And uh, so the funny thing, again, like it, it's mostly, at least the response that I get is mostly from, from female readers, but, um, but I'm starting, it's starting to change. And, I told my editor about this a, a while back and she said, she said, that's fine because she said, uh, you know, men are slow to change. They're slow to try new things. Women will, women will try new things. And, and so there'll be a woman and she's going to take it to her husband. Like you need to read downrange. You need to read firestorm. You need to re read ricochet or it, it could be a, a dad or a son or whatever. And they're going to get the, the men are, are going to slowly follow. And I, and, and I have totally seen that. And, and I get so many emails from people like, Hey, my wife gave me this book or my daughter gave this to me for, for Christmas or whatever. And uh, so now I'm starting to get the, the more of the, the male reader, but that's not what I expected or what I was going for. But that it was one of those uh, fun surprises, I guess you could say. I'm notorious for getting all the books from for all the authors that come on but i never have time enough to read them so as we're sitting here and amos talking i'm like oh, i got oh, you know what i so i just downloaded the audiobook for uh, downrange because i'm like when i get out and i rock and stuff like that i always need i'm burning through audiobooks like they're nothing yeah like road trips and everything so i'm looking forward to jumping into this one well let me just There's, say that yeah. real quick not to interrupt but the audiobooks are so freaking good uh there's a guy jeremy I'm, I'm forgetting his name i apologize but uh but he's the the narrator and i finally uh or the the, uh, the reader uh he does the voices he yeah, jeremy he is so uh yeah so he is so freaking good man and i finally like reached out to him on twitter i was like dude you don't even know how many people like write to me about you um because you're so yeah. good i've even had some other big authors uh say like oh i listened to this on audio that guy's good i'm gonna get him for my book too so uh, so yeah, so I highly recommend if there's people out there watching this and they don't have time to read, which I don't a lot of times, have, I mean, it's just the, the nature of our world. Um, but a lot of us are driving, a lot of us take road trips or sitting in traffic on the way or, or working out, highly recommend, uh, the audio books. They're, they're really good. Yeah. I'm going to start that today. The other thing too, is like, I want to backtrack to when we first started talking, you bring up Don Bentley. Now. The thing about this community, you bring up Thriller Fest and everything, is like you have a lot of authentic people, and a lot of them weed out the ones that aren't. And you can kind of tell who's friends with friends and who's good people. And that's what I like when you brought up Don. Don is such a good dude. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I have to ask, did you get the cowboy boots yet? 
the cowboy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember Don got these like awesome cowboy boots. You know, I, I grew up in cowboy boots. Okay, I grew up on a farm okay. and ranch here in Texas, so uh, so I don't even wear cowboy boots anymore. It's a funny thing, but but oh, I did for years. You know, my dad we we farmed and ranched, and so uh, so yeah, I grew up on horseback. So if you, when you read the series, you'll be like, oh, this guy grew up on a ranch. You know, yeah. you're gonna see because there's a lot of horse stuff in there, and and uh, and the kid in the book. You know, I, I wrote him from my perspective when I was a kid growing up, and. Um, you know, you grew up with these older cowboys that you respected and thought were so cool and you didn't want to embarrass yourself and all that. And so, so, uh, so, so the perspective, even from the kid who's from Afghanistan is, uh, is a lot of it's from me, but no, the boots I, yeah, I had those, um, I, you know, I had oh, well, ones. I'm talking about the special Don Bentley boots. Like he oh, had Don like Bentley. the special, yeah, he had a, he had a, no, not, they're not like Don Bentley boots, but okay. I remember he had a special pair made from a guy oh. ah, where she is. I'll have to look it up. It was on Facebook a long time ago. Cause him and I were Facebook friends. I got to look it up. You have got to get a pair because he'll make them like special to like, you know, the downrange books or something like that. It'd be really cool, man. That would have be special cowboy boots. Yeah. You know, that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'll look into that. You know, things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not, there's so much when you get into the writing, there's so I many know. things like I'm horrible on social media and I need to do yeah. a better job, but, um, but you get so busy. Um, doing the writing and I'm a screenwriter mm-hmm. too. So I've got screenwriting projects going on at any given time. And so I see some classic, but yeah. So, oh. uh, so to me that I'm, I'm always busy with the writing and I need to do more marketing and all that. And you just, you just shifted. We got to pause right there because Ama is right now studying screenwriting. Oh, okay. So she's okay. going to have some questions for you. I cannot, let the conversation go before she has questions because it's not every day that you get to speak to someone who's successful um in the writing genre and then also into the screenwriting as well so aim i know you have some questions about screenwriting now yeah, go for it. Oh, no, I absolutely do. It's like, I want to let you continue though, Taylor, because I was really enjoying that. But I definitely am interested in, you know, your segue into screenwriting, you know, what came first to you know, challenges, anything you have, because like Jason said, that's, that's going to be my next thing. So I did it a little different is once I realized that it you know, I could teach myself, but I didn't understand really the the practical elements of it. And I needed I really wanted to learn from somebody who's doing it day to day to get the the details correct. So I sent myself back to school. So I'm taking classes at LA Film School for screenwriting. I think that's I think taking I think doing what you're doing is the right thing to do. I haven't done that. It's kind of more self-taught, but uh, I think there's a lot to be gained by doing, um, you know, kind of a more formalized training. Um, the screenwriting thing is fun. So so there is an interesting story. So the, the way I got into that um, is I, I, I've, I have several screenwriting partners for different projects, but one of them is still my best friend uh, who's still in the CIA. And uh, and so we, we, all, we were friends, you know, started at the agency together. And we always, you know, we're doing the, this sort of storytelling. We love the idea of telling the stories and doing these different things. And so we um, we just kind of kept doing that. And so he started writing. Um, uh, I, I, when I started doing the novel writing thing, he kind of tried to, but it really wasn't catching on for him. And I kind of knew I, I like knew his personality because he's really sort of manic and like 
I don't know. It's just funny. I was like, you need to be a screenwriter, man. I was like, that's the way you work. And, and he does. And so he, he, he first got a book and then he ended up doing like a graduate level course, but, but he would, he would do what he calls going on a bender. And he would literally like take a weekend and just write nonstop, like a bender of writing and, and knock out these screenplays. And he was doing great because he's such a good storyteller. And that was just the right sort of medium for him. And so, but we started doing a, like a partnership and we sort of, sort of team write on these uh, screenwriting projects and we'd enter these contests and of course we'd lose and we'd get sort of far and, and like with somebody, some contact in Hollywood and then they'd, they would disappear off the face of the earth. So we got like a million funny Hollywood stories, but what really did it for, for us to get us um, uh, kind of on the map, if you want to call it that, um, was was me getting the book published and optioned. I ended up optioning the uh, uh, downrange to Universal, and it opened up a whole lot of doors for me. So I ended up getting represented uh, on the film side by UTA, and um, and then I met you know a lot of um, you know producers, uh, directors, uh, screenwriters, actors, um, you know everything. You know, so I started just getting into that world and meeting more people, and started to take these meetings that um that just introduced me to a lot of people and and so i just started learning 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 more and so i i so i have a, two or three different like or four different depending on where, what stage with other writers and and so we we're actually one of our projects with with this friend and, and and another friend of mine who's a former nypd guy uh we, we kind of formed this team and we started putting this together this this project uh a, a, for a series uh, a domestic spy, spy thriller and it got a lot of attention, a lot of attention. And so I think in this year, I've had like 11 or 12 meetings uh, for people that were either interested or weren't particularly interested in this, but wanted something maybe potentially like it, or at least wanted to make contact and be like, hey, maybe in the future we could work on something. And I was down the, we were down the road pretty far with a pretty big film company. And then all the strike and everything happened. And it all like uh, I, then I haven't heard from anyone since, and but we, it doesn't stop us. So we just keep going with these projects. We've got you know we've got that spy thriller. We've got a, a, a sci-fi horror uh, project that we that's kind of ready to go. We're, we're working on a a comedy right now, uh, a comedy series. So we just keep going, man. We just have fun with it. And we don't stop. Um, you know, it, it, we don't stop our creative process. We just you know some someday the strike will end, and then we'll we'll be ready to go again. I love the fact that you said you you do different genres too. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a little unusual to be able to jump from. I mean, comedy's not easy, especially you know if you don't do it all the time. You know, there's definitely tips and tricks there as well. But that's awesome. And yeah. you know, hey, if you if you need anybody for your writer's room, um, okay, I'll keep no, I'll keep you in mind because no, to be honest, we we do sometimes we have projects. It's it's strange. I've ended up in kind of like a producer's role, uh, honestly, and all, all by accident because I'm the one that's you know I've got this team. And of course, I'm writing my books, and so I'll, I'm popping in and popping out. But these guys are sort of doing the heavy lifting, and um, and then I'm the one that's you know ultimately kind of putting together the, the the assets. So a lot of times I'll know a director, or I'll know a particular producer, or you know something, and I'll be like, hey, I know you're looking for something like this. How about this? You know, maybe maybe we could get this director involved or what? You know that kind of thing. And and one of my friends who is a producer said, uh, he said, man, you're you're like producing now. I was like, no, 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 I'm just a writer. He's like, he's like, no, you're. This is what a producer does. You're like putting all of the, you know, putting it all together. And I was like, oh, I guess I am, but it was all by accident. It was just sort of a mission creep thing. But it's been sort of fun and. Um, I, again, nothing, nothing has been solidified yet, but, uh, but it's, it's, 
I, from what I've been told, it's it's a lot, you know, further down the road than a lot of people uh, make it. So it's fine. Again, uh, all the strike happened and every all the momentum sort of was lost, but it'll 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 end and hopefully come back stronger for it. Well, Taylor, one thing I've noticed is that your agency background helps a ton because the intel, the mission planning, the research. And I've noticed that with a lot of the authors that have like a background of real world experience. And that's what's really cool about this. Another reason to pick up Ricochet and another reason for me to start listening, because I really I like to me, I'm really tough when it comes to like thriller, like Brad, the war I can get away. With. I listen, you know, all, all day long, read that kind of stuff. But when I'm reading a book or listening to a book, it has to have some sort of reality to it. The re the writer has to have done his research for one and two, like you, you know, the site, you know, how to explain it. You know what Texas is like the cartels and all this other, you just do your research. So then like when I'm, I could feel like I'm in this story. And when you bring up the audio books, I feel like I'm in the story when I'm listening. I feel like I'm like literally like, listening to a movie like you feel like you're part of the characters and when you're talking about getting vested in characters i'm excited to that when you bring up the moms and pops and everybody got getting vested that's the kind of books i want to listen to the kind of books i want to be involved with so i'm really excited to start it and now the good thing is i get done with um downrange and then i can just move on and move on and then there's you have to keep writing. So I don't know what's going on. Where's before? We're going to enjoy. So Ricochet, the one coming out. Uh, and, and I, you know, if I, if I don't know it again, I had my sort of background, the Intel background, but, and I don't claim to know other stuff, but I know people who do, do know that stuff. And, uh, and so the first part of Ricochet, I planned with a, a former seal and this guy was a real, like, you know, SDV, like, I mean, he did the, like, he was a real frogman, you know, and, and, it, and people don't think about that anymore because of, you know, GWAT and all that. Everybody was running around doing direct action and all that. But there's some guys who do stuff. And I, and I try not to geek out too, too often. But when I was talking to this guy at one point, he was telling me what it's like to, you know, come up under fully loaded kit, you know, everything in the middle of the night after being one of these subs for, um, you know, hours on. I just like, I don't know how you could do that, man. I don't know how human beings can do stuff like that. I mean, cause some of it, you know, any, any sort of DA mission, it's going to, it's going to have its elements of, you know, fear factor and things that can go wrong. If you're doing it from a submarine, I just can't, I can't, in the, in the, in complete darkness, I just can't fathom it. It's crazy. But, but I, so, so just so readers know, if I don't know something, I, 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 I go get the expert who can help me. And, and it's over the top. You'll see as you read it. I mean, it, 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 everything's over the top and fun. It's meant to be fun. But um, but no, I, I, to the level, at least to the level of like technical stuff, I, I get the right. If I don't know it, I get the right people to, to help me. And that's the most fun part is, is working with these guys because you learn so much. And, and uh, I don't know. It's just for me, that's that's the kind of stuff I like. And so I, I think if you like that stuff, you're going to enjoy reading it. You know, that's the other point you brought up right there is getting the expert help. Taylor, I really, you know, I, I dig this interview, man. I dig Amos <laughs> jumping in. I, I'm really, I'm so happy to have co-hosts because like a lot of times I'm just like, so tell me about the book. And then it's like, you kind of, then you have to like kind of pull information and stuff. But I could tell one thing you're interviewing between book one and now is completely different. You're very like, you're into this man. And I'm excited for your, the future books and all the other cool stuff you got going on. Emma, what do we got last thing? Last comments. 
please don't lose that that sense of wonder with the cool stuff. You know, keep having fun with it, and because it it carries across. You know, I hear it when you're telling your story. You know, it's going to come across on the page, and it's going to make for an, an amazing book, amazing storytelling. And I, I just can't see what's. I can't wait to see what's happening for you next. Uh, yeah. Twenty nine August is when yeah. Twenty nine August. That's the date. So everybody get ready and um and and you still got time, man. You can cram in uh you know downrange and and firestorm if you want to because they, they all read as individual stories and that's fine. You don't have to do it. But I, I always tell people this and I mean it. I say I guarantee you if you read this book, you're gonna go back and start with with book one. Cause you're going to be like, how did all these people come together? How did this like weird group of, of human beings like find each other? And the, and there's the origin story in downrange. And I think people, I guarantee you, if you read one, you're going to go back and read the first one. So, uh, so might as well just go ahead and start reading it and, and get it done. But, uh, but no, I'm excited. It's fun. Um, lots of stories to come. I'm, I've, I've already, uh, this will I'm about to turn in book four. I've written summaries for book five and book six. So if you like getting into a series and getting into characters, it's going to be the same characters. You're going to grow with them and you're going to have a lot of fun with them and be terrified with them and have ups and downs. And, and, but I like that. I, I love a good series we can, where you can dive into it and it, they become part of your family. And, and these people in the, in the Garrett Cole series certainly will. Well, I'm definitely going to make sure that I will find some way to tactically relocate you the next time we're in the same place at the same time. So that way we can share more of these stories because this has been a blast, man. And I, I would love yeah. to talk to you more. Same here. We'll, we'll just make a plan of it uh, for next, next go round. <laughs> Sounds and great. And I'm looking forward to starting my journey. Okay, good. Well, well, please let me know what you think. Uh, shoot me an email or something. Cause I always love to hear what, what people think. And, uh, and that's exciting. I, you know, again, this is all about entertainment. It's meant to be fun. Uh, it's meant to, it's meant to be escapism. Uh, that's why I write, uh, because there's enough crap in the world that everybody has to deal with and seriousness and whatever. And, uh, and I, I just want to take people on a journey I want people just to escape on the wild west. I want them to be on the back of a quarter horse shooting an M4 at the bad guys and, and having a helicopter swoop in and, and carry you off. That's what I want. So, uh, so anyhow, that's, if I, if I accomplish that, then, then that's what I wanted to do.